Hello everyone, welcome to Cinema Red Pill. Uh, this is Timothy and I will be your host for this week's mini episode. Um, uh, as you all know now, Cinema Red Pill is a video podcast and uh, we release episodes bi-weekly. But uh, we figured we'd uh, fill in the blank weeks with uh, um, audio-only mini episodes where we just kind of get into anything we've watched recently or in the past that we feel heavily inclined to talk about. And uh, if, uh, I think two weeks ago, Joel did our first one on Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange movie, uh, which is a great listen. Uh, I recommend you go check that one out. Uh, so this week I figured I'd also get into something I watched recently and liked, and that is The Northman. So um, The Northman is directed by Robert Eggers and uh, has a pretty impressive cast. Uh, the cast, uh, the lead of the film is Alexander Skarsgård, who many will know from uh, a TV show True Blood. Uh, he's also done a bunch of other things uh, like Tarzan, for instance. But yeah, he's uh, he's been doing a lot of great work recently. There's also Nicole Kidman in there. Uh, they also have William Dafoe. We have Ethan Hawke, and even uh, I think uh, I don't know if she's Danish or Icelandic. I think Icelandic probably. But there's Bjork. Uh, she's a famous singer as well, and she's in that too. Um, so. Uh, yeah, that's basically the cast for the film, and uh, in regards to plot and what I really liked about this, so just to give a bit of background, before the, before I watched the movie, I'd actually seen all this, how, uh, how closely linked this film was to Hamlet, uh, the tragedy of Hamlet, uh, which is a famous, it's a famous Shakespeare tragedy, uh, and um, yeah, uh, I found out in my reading that uh, this movie is based on the legend of Prince, or legend of Almeth, which was written, I think, uh, sometime in the 13th, I think, 12th or 13th century by uh, a Danish author called Saxo Grammaticus. And uh, I think uh, some, maybe over even 250 to 300 years later, uh, Shakespeare basically copied and pasted uh, this story and gave us Hamlet. Uh, so. Yeah, that, that was very interesting for me because, again, it kind of shows, yeah, nothing, sometimes nothing is new under the sun. Shakespeare gave the world a lot of great literature, but, I mean, he also got inspiration from somewhere, and in this case, it was directly from the legend of Almeth, from which he got his inspiration for Hamlet. So, yeah, it was very interesting for me to kind of see how that story operated in its original context. So that was one of the main drivers for me to watch this film. So, yeah, um... In the story, in the film, um, the basic plot, I won't give away too many spoilers, but uh, in the beginning of the film, we have King Ovendal, who is the king of uh, an island kingdom somewhere in Scandinavia, returned. And we're introduced to his queen, uh, Nicole Kidman, and his young son, Prince Almeth, who he later takes for an initiation ceremony to prepare for. Uh, to be king himself, he's kind of preparing him. But then soon after, uh, the king, King Ovendal, is betrayed by his brother, and he decapitates him and basically ransacks his kingdom and takes over. And because of that, uh, the young Prince Almeth has to flee into exile. And uh, on fleeing into exile, he's picked up by Vikings um, who raise him and train him as a fighter, essentially. And he becomes what they call a bazooka and uh, in the Viking, uh, in Viking, were well, basically bazakas were these uh, 
savage uh, fighters who are bordering on animal-like, who just fought very ferociously. And I think that's where the word going berserk comes from. Uh, the phrase going berserk comes from. So he was a berserker and during one of the conquests he meets a, a priestess played by Bjork who uh, kind of prophesied to him that he would actually be able to exact revenge and take his rightful place and continue the line of I think there's something about a maiden king. So inspired by that knowledge, uh, Almeth, now a grown man trained with the Vikings, a berserker, basically goes back to his original homeland uh, under the guise of being a slave and yeah he's taken into the homestead of uh, his uncle and and unknowingly by his uncle unknowingly and later on we find that, that even his uncle took his mother who was yeah took his mother as his wife and they even have a kid now who's his uncle's hair as well so he kind of has to navigate all these emo uh, emotion and relationship tripwires that have that are that develop now in the story, where he wants to exact his revenge, but he doesn't want any harm to come to his mother, and he does he wants to kind of reveal himself at the right time, things of the sort. And in the process, he as well meets another slave who's I think from Eastern Europe, and she's a witch and. As the film goes on, she keeps on helping him, and yeah, eventually they become a thing. So that's just the basic outline of the film, and of course, at the heart of the film is the theme of uh, vengeance and what vengeance really does, not just to the people who have it exacted, like who get to experience someone's wrath or revenge, but also the person who carries that need for revenge, and it gets it explores that I think very well. And yeah, I mean, there's it takes the story takes some very interesting twists and turns, and yeah, that's at least I know that's something that some people maybe find a bit annoying with revenge movies. I'd say where they kind of know what's going to happen, but I feel in this one the the twists, especially one major twist at the end, was really worth the wait and kind of it kind of rocks Almeth's whole world and he kind of has to recalibrate where he is and what he needs to do. So yeah, on a story level I think it's the film is considered an, an epic historical drama. But of course there's a lot of action in it and yeah, though I would say the action isn't at the heart of the movie. It's more about the relationships and the conflict arising from uh these different characters being within the same space and all of them having very different intentions from each other. Um, again, as I mentioned, I'm a big fan of the director, Robert Eggers. Um, his director is his third film. His first film, The Witch, came out in 2015 and it was well received. It was uh, very much of more of a horror film, I'd say. And not horror in the sense of horror with jump scares. It's a lot more subdued. If you've seen The Witch, I think you know what I mean. And uh, the other film being The Lighthouse, which uh, I watched during the lockdown, came out 2019, but I think I watched it early COVID lockdown time in 2020. And just the way, because the story of uh, The Lighthouse is two lighthouse workers, basically, and we watch their descent into madness because of just isolation and basically a lack of communication from the outside world. and. Of course, when I watched that movie during the lockdown, it was very impactful because, yeah, you could, I, 
I could feel it, it hit hard at the time and yeah, this is his third film and I think he's definitely one of the, uh, I think one of the American directors to watch right now and what he does in the future because so far I don't think he's missed any step, everything he's put out has been great. And yeah, I mean, style-wise, uh, he's very praised for dealing in uh, folkloric elements because he deals like the witch, of course, has to deal with like uh, the settlers in uh, early, Amer in, uh, early American settlers from Europe and kind of some of the folklore surrounding that. He plays around with it, and again, the lighthouse is playing around with law of the sea and kind of like we see a lot of this descent into madness films happening like on a ship and things but this time it was in a lighthouse and this is now playing with more like scandinavian folklore and i think he's a very interesting filmmaker very different from a lot of the mainstream people working in hollywood uh, i would say right now and yeah it's, it's shot beautifully um the way the production design of the film the landscapes that were used in Scandinavia, I think it was shot in Iceland as well, it's just all beautiful and great to look at and it makes for a really engaging film and I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, there have been some criticisms of the film, like <laughs> I think it's portrayal of slavery because there is a bit of white slavery in this film <laughs> and people kind of, uh, some people had issues with that because it wasn't like addressed as something very serious and I think it's more of a cultural thing uh, the way different people see slavery but I think in the context of uh, of uh, of this film I think it worked because again in a way it was kind of showing how ethical <laughs> white slavery was which I also wonder why didn't they uh, extend that those ethics to the time they own black slaves but anyway that's not my place so um, yeah it's just um, an interesting film, I would say. Um, it, I think it, different people will receive it differently. If some people are expecting like a full-on action epic, like say I don't know Vikings, the TV show. I don't think it's that. But if you want something that has a lot of heart and a bit of action, it's definitely one to watch and yeah, and enjoy. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, thanks for listening and yeah, please like and share and subscribe to Cinema Red Pill platforms. Um, yeah, we trying to be as consistent as we can with this content and yeah, look forward to doing one of these again. Uh, have a good week, everyone. People make films about themselves. What they want. What they love. What they fear most. Here we're nothing but props and their stories. I'm being a